about you know the um, possibility of change in mm. different different countries. So you know um, Britain, for example, never had like a revolution. Always had this kind of strong kind of conservative mm. rule. And you know, and then take America for example. Uh, for on, on the other hand, it's like it, that. You know, it's, it, it's in itself revolutionary. You can do what you, you, you can go and do what you want to do. Mm. Um, so it, I think that that kind of reflection of the world can be seen in the kind of society it is. So I, if we go straight back to to Greece mm-hmm. at the time of the of the um, uh, the pre Socratics. What what was it about them that made that kind of it was a um, a jump from kind of a, a mythological view of the world mm. to is it could you say it was scientific they're asking questions that mm. are um, more grounded and what was it yeah. about their society what was it about their history mm. that was kind mm. of allowed for that uh, those questions yeah yeah that's good that's a really good point I mean certainly the likes of, of as we understand it, certainly, certainly like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, you know, the, the guys that we actually have more substance, a substantial knowledge about, see these guys as the, as mm. in a sense, the kind of the earliest forms of, of kind of, you know, kind of a proto science. Mm. Um, these, 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 the, what marks out these pre Socratics as unique um, is that they were looking at the world and trying to find rational ways of explaining. I mean, you know, you get people like, um, um, you get people like um, um, Xenophanes, one of the Eleatic um, um, philosophers, uh, and he start and, and, and you know he's one of the earliest people to suggest that we don't have this kind of we don't have these kind of anthropomorphic gods mm. that you tend to see. You know when you're watching, you know we've mentioned this before, when you're watching like movies like Jason and the Argonauts and so on, and you've got basically a kind of a royal court. We're, we're really just big human beings mm. swanning around. Um, in, 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 you know, in kind of Greco-Roman kind of halls and so on, uh, and they're all just human beings, but with 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 superior powers, and they but they're all kind of jealous and they're all emotional and they're all angry and so on. Uh, and Zenophanes says, no, no, we, you know, we need to start thinking about having one god. And often, you know, people, you know, look to 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 other cultures and other times to look at the beginnings of monotheism. Mm. Uh, but you're seeing it here, but I think in a more in a more scientific way. Um, because what again? What, what you know? What, what people like Xenophanes were saying, uh, along with the rest of the pre of, of pre Socratics, is we need to find we need to find some explanation for kind of order and difference yeah. in the world, and it can't just be capricious. You know, you can't just ha- you can't just say, oh well, you know, this isn't working um, because you know one of the gods has had a hissy fit and has suddenly decided we're going to have storms for three months, um, or you know. I know Zeus wants to get his rocks off, so suddenly he's turned into a shower of gold to impregnate some woman, or he's turned into a bull or a swan or whatever, you know. And you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and you got you know you got these people saying, okay, well, you know, maybe if we've got one, um, we've got one divinity, um, with a plan, one divinity who's kind of you know got it all organized, maybe that would give us a, a more solid foundation. Um, Rather, rather than just you know a bunch of a bunch of kind of you know uh, uh, of capricious beings running around altering the universe on the basis of their emotions, is know? that turning uh, away then from turning away from human nature in a sense? Like so, the gods obviously they're all crazy and and uh, mm, <laughs> do all different mm. different things. So this kind of grasping for an answer, the answer, yes, 
Yes. You know, this is a kind of um, is it like a it's a hope, isn't it? It's a yeah. It's a I think it is. Yeah, it is. I think it is hope, and I think it's something we all. I mean, I think it's something we all want. I mean, going back to you know, going back to Thales. Um, I mean, <coughs> he famously talks, and again, it, we've mentioned this before. It, it sounds kind of quaint when you talk about it now, mm. um, because it is it, it is early thinking and it is it is proto science in a way. But I mean, he talks about you know reality as being kind of you know one substance. But in constant flux, in constant change, and he says, "Well, you know, what do we know? What kind of substance we know that is like that?" And he picks on water, mm. as we probably all know, as 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 the thing. And he says, "Okay, well, maybe maybe reality, maybe everything we know is is various concentrations of water in various in, in various kind of uh, uh, and configurations." And he looked and he said, "Well, okay, you know, water can be solid. It can be kind of ice, and it can be it can be a, it can be a." Um, it can be a, 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 a gas because you see it in kind of steam and water vapor inside, and it can be a liquid. Um, so that kind of works empirically. We can see how that works. Um, but more than that, I think it's it's not just from a kind of pure scientific point of view. He's saying, okay, well, we see that that kind of works. I think he's thinking to himself, you know, we want to have both and we mm. want to be able to have something we can say this is this is the unchanging foundation. Yes. Of, yes. of of things um but that still doesn't mean it it has to remain intractable it can change and it, in, mm. and in a, in a way i mean this is exactly what hegel plugs into you know centuries later when he's saying yes we have you know a universe a universal kind of entity universal spirit if you like and we're all part of that mm. so there is one thing we're talking about uh but within that one thing there are innumerable extra things there you know innumerable entities and materials and characters and personalities and consciousnesses all kind of coming together all moving towards a kind of a, a denouement moving towards some kind of you know some sort of destiny uh, i'm not sure we know whether whether thales thought that i'm guessing not so much but the idea of being able to accommodate change uh, uh, and permanence is something i think humanity has struggled with yeah. And we still struggle with. It. I still think. I want to get more into. It. I think this is this is a proto philosophical question, mm. and it cuts to the heart of of what we are. Perhaps we it? should think about um, what was Thales. You know, what, why did Thales come up with that? Is is, is he mm. like you know? Was he kind of not having? Uh, was he like thinking? Well, these stories about the gods, they're just stories. Was it like mm. you know, an epiphany like that? I'm, I'm fed up with this. Why do people keep thinking about these different gods? This is nonsense. Was it mm. as clear cut as that? You know, uh, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as we, I mean, most of the pre-Socratics. I mean, the gen, I mean, again, we don't have an awful lot of material about their about their kind of motivation, but it there just seemed to be a kind of consensus that this, that's kind of what was going on. Mm. Um, that you know, the existing structure, the existing perception of the universe is not sufficient to build on. Um, to build a science on, because if you're going to build a science, you know, your science needs to be built on kind of firm foundations. You need to be able to say that, you know, I can conduct an experiment today and get these results. And those results will be the same tomorrow. And we might, you know, we might improve on our on our calculations. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if, if this is how, you know, if, if we've studied the universe and this is how it works, um, then we ought to be able to, you know, we ought to be able to build something based on that, which isn't going to collapse weeks later because the laws of the universe change mm, mm. um you know we want to be able to there's no point in saying you know let's let's look at you know the idea of a utopia let's mm. build an ideal world um 
if there are no solid foundations to build it on. You know? yeah. So understand, and again, you see a lot of philosophy just pouring out of this, this idea, you know, what are, what are human beings? You know, are human beings, are human beings, you know, lock in the hop side, are humans basically good? Are they basically bad? Do they need governing with an iron fist? Or do they need to be all part of an organisation where we, we enter into a contract with each other and we support each other? What's the, what's the, what's the essential building blocks? And then we were, got that. They weren't having, they, they weren't having, um, um, you know, the gods did it as the answer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's it's exactly that. It's kind of let's just see if we can, you know, maybe move away from that kind of lazy complacency, mm-hmm. um, which is just say, oh well, you know, it's nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of it's it's that kind of fideistic idea. Well, you know, it's blind faith. Well, we'll just let the gods sort this out. It's it's mm-hmm. you know perhaps it's our destiny. We're not supposed to understand how these things work you know to, today you know today i'm leave like this alone. tomorrow i'm like something else leave it alone you'll be <laughs> fine um and uh, you know, i know i mean these people were not satisfied with that i mean you get people like uh, you know annex amanda we're kind of going through all the kind of the manders and stuff at the moment <laughs> the manders and the uh, and the ians at the moment um but i mean he, he he kind of progresses that and he says you know um if you know and what we get with the, the pre-socratics is a kind of an a focus quite often either on the on the unchanging on the abiding or on the on the on the changeable elements, and it's kind of depends which way you're going to be tugged. Mm-hmm. And so, Anaximander says, "Well, there's this there's this kind of unbounded sort of you know indeterminate, imper- in, in, you know, in, imperishable substance, mm. the the aperion, the aperion." And he says, "That's that's the kind of the substance of the universe. That's the one thing." out of which everything and he kind of argues that there are all kinds of worlds that could kind of flourish out of this one this one kind of you know mega cosmic substance and they may well be and i like that i mean again it's we don't we've only got a smattering of what he's what he's talking about here when he talks about the aperion um uh but the idea and you can see him and you can just imagine and this is a flight of fancy on my part Mm. the idea that um you know we've got we we have one reality but within that reality, there are multiple worlds. Mm. Um, you know, that one reality doesn't determine the variety, the, the rich variety of possible worlds. So we live in this kind of world. And I know he was saying, as far as we understand it, um, that our world issues out of the Aperion, um, and there may well be... I mean, it's, it's almost like a kind of, you know, let's get back to little Star Trek. It's almost like, you know, alternate dimensions. You know, you go through this portal, and there's an alternate dimension which operates at the same time and place as your world mm. uh, but you know but side by side you don't intermingle with those um but i i kind of like the idea that that i like to kind of speculate that perhaps he's thinking that there are life worlds um i mean just because my world functions in a particular way mm. and my and the rules it's like wittgenstein's language games you know just mm. because you know we've got a game that i play and there are rules th- that i adhere to yeah. uh and i've created this kind of world um for myself and you know there are people who are kind of satellite around that and our worlds kind of collide and we create this kind of that doesn't mean to say that there are not other worlds where people function and operate in 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 other ways uh, and yeah. in satisfying ways and perhaps in a hegelian sense perhaps these worlds do collide and create third you know kind of synthetic worlds so maybe that's what happens when two people come together yeah. Uh, and meet well, each other. Like, um, These two worlds collect. Well, you know, for for you know, people who are not um, as patient with philosophy 
Um, be, <laughs> Who could these it, people possibly be? <laughs> might be you know, rolling their eyes and stuff like that. But oh god, well, you know, just just talk about you know what our world. Mm. What I don't, what I think they don't understand is like with um, um, Leibniz as well with these mm. kind of ideas. Is that you know through these what we consider kind of outlandish ideas, um, it's a playground in which we can um, we can. Um, do uh, thought experiments and find things that are actually more grounded. But let's you know, let's go with our imagination for a little bit. Mm. So I think that's maybe what these you know what these um, these guys are doing because um, mm. obviously their 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 background is you know uh, what we might consider now kind of kind of crazy multiple gods and whatever. So yes. let's you know let's let's use our imaginations and from that. Some you know some things that will will will, um, will emerge that actually feel more grounded, like you know um, um, Leibniz's uh, you know, ideas, uh, monads and all that. Mm, but it, it's mm. it's something. It's a reflection. It's like a mirror image reflection of the kind of uh, Cartesian stuff, isn't it? Um, how, let's go with this idea for a while and see where it leads us. So yes. I would say to the you know the um, people um, who are not that patient with uh, philosophy, <laughs> but just you know, you know who you are, okay? You know who you are. <laughs> go with it, you know, go with it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you know, um, the 20th centuries, earlier 20th century philosophers, you know, Russ and all that, um, mm. they were trying to ground it, wasn't that? You know, trying to ground it in, you know, even further, as far as you can mm. go with mathematics and stuff like that. But um, uh, even, you know, Wittgenstein was saying that, um, go ahead and talk nonsense. You know, without, yes. without nonsense, nothing, you know, nothing um, yeah. really great can come. Yes, yeah, I like that. I mean, you you talk about imagination, and it is it's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, um, I was I was watching something not that long ago about about the developments in in um, in uh, computer graphics, mm-hmm. um, and how uh, and somebody went, and somebody said, uh, now it's your imagination is the only limit to what can be brought to the screen, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought about that for a while, and I was thinking, you know, is that is that just true of the screen? I mean, I know now. I mean, you, you can bring almost anything to the screen, and you can create all kinds of exciting illusions and exciting. Um, but you know, maybe you know, maybe that that is one of the greatest things about the human imagination. That if you can imagine it, then you can work towards bringing it into reality. Yeah. Um, and well, and it, you know, it may not be something you can do overnight, and it may not be something that's a handy app to do. Mm. Um, uh, and you know maybe and, and some you know maybe some of the, the greatest figures in human history have been people who've who've imagined a particular and even and also not just the greatest you know not just the greatest good people but also the greatest bad people yeah. um, in human history have been people who've had this imagination had this vision of something um, and have altered the world yeah <laughs> um, or or you know or aspects of the world to accommodate and to and to bring that to reality. Um, so you know you've got your conquerors who've decided this is this is the kind of world we want. This is the kind of world we're going to have, and we're going to bring it about through force of arms. Yeah. You have you know great scientists who say you know why should we put up with this condition anymore? There should be a way of changing this mm. uh, by using technology to to enhance you know our resistance to this or to create this particular situation. You know you've got people who who, who you know you know you got the kind of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is obviously a kind of a two edged sword kind of story. Mm-hmm. But you know, Mary Shelley's saying the same thing. You know, it's kind of you know, you got Victor Frankenstein saying, you know, why should we put up um, with 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 mortality? Mm-hmm. Why should we put up with with the limitations that nature has placed upon us? Yeah. Um, 
we can imagine ourselves, you know, living into in, 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 in perpetuity, kind of moving on into the future or kind of, you know, through alternate bodies. And so we can imagine these things. So let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, and it is remarkable what we can make happen when we turn our minds to it. I mean, we've had this, you know, this awful pandemic and this awful virus. Um, and within the space of about a year, we've come up with a way of dealing with it. And we're all, you know, and people are slowly getting, or even quickly getting, you know, getting, you know, vaccinated again. So I don't want to get into the kind of the, 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 the ethics or the questioning about, you know, whether one should get vaccinated or not. Um, but in terms of the kind of science, mm. you know, we can get this done, you know, you know, if, if we turn our minds to it. And it just... We talked about this, I think. I don't know if we talked about this on one of the podcasts or whether you and I talked about it over a beer at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, um, I watched um, uh, Apollo 13 mm-hmm. recently, the Tom Hanks thing. Uh, always brings a tear to my, a tear to my eyes. And again, mm-hmm. I, I, did we talk about this before? I apologise to our, re, our listener if, I don't if we, think did. we did. No. Maybe we didn't, maybe we didn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the great thing, the thing about this, I lived through this. I mean, I you know, didn't live through I wasn't up there. But I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, did, you know, I lived through it as a kid and it was just kind of, you know, the whole world was just kind of, oh my God, what's going to happen here? You've got these guys literally in a tin can between Earth and the moon. Mm. How in God's name are there's no way these guys are ever going to get back? You can't get outside and do anything about it. You know, you can't get out and push. You can't send out for like you know rescue services. It's yeah. not you know that's not going to happen. Um, and you know the, the, the you know the, that was Dean uh, uh, um, Gene Kranz, who was the who was the, the flight controller said you know we are not losing anybody in space on my watch. You know mm. we're going to work this problem. Uh, mm. And he said let's work the problem. What have we got to do? What are we going to do to bring these guys back? My favourite line is, what have we got in a spaceship that works? That actually works, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And you could just see this problem-solving thing, you know, and you see, on the face of it, it's impossible. This is an intractable, incha- un- unchangeable situation. There are so few variables to play with. There's not enough power, there's not enough air. They're, you know, they're limited to the materials in the ship. What are you going to do? And yet they kind of managed to, 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 to work out a solution which got these guys back. And, I'm just, and, it, and it just made you think, it's one of those kind of moments in human history. You thought, you know, God, if we, you know, if they could imagine these people coming back um, yeah. and they made it happen. So you just, you know, what could we do? Yeah, yeah. If we, if we actually lived at that kind of moment, you know, well, this is all the time. I, I, I lament, you know. Mm. It's like we're, just, we're just looking at our, you know, I feel like we're just looking at our feet. Mm. You know, yeah. just just yes. trying to get by, and we, like we've got so much potential and ingenuity. Mm. Yes, and, uh, it was yes. sort of like we're wasting it in a massive way. Mm. And I think part of it is down to, and again, you know, it gets back to the the, the pre-Socratic Socratics. It's that issue of um, permanence and change, mm. uh, and it does seem that some human beings are wedded to permanence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where their that's where their kind of their heart lies. It's kind of you know we need to make sure that you know nothing changes. This is where we are now. We're comfortable where we are now. Mm. Um, we understand it. We've got some kind of control over it. And why would we want to change that? Yeah. And then you've got the people who are saying you know what's over the next hill? What's mm. over the next hill? What can we do? You know, change is is inevitable. Change is a, is, a, is a good thing. Um, I remember reading. Um, no, sorry, I do apologize. I remember writing. Um, <laughs> something about um about um the heroic and the villainous back in the day and Mm -hmm. um uh, one of the things that occurred to me at the time was that most of the most of the 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 villainous characters not exclusively most of the villainous characters um 
were always kind of typified as people who wanted to kind of control the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, you know, the, the typical kind of villainous character, I'm going to rule the world, you know, we're going to be masters of the world. It doesn't matter whether you're, you know, you're a supernatural villain, you, whether you're kind of like Doctor Doom in the, in, in, in the kind of the, the, the Marvel Universe or Lex Luthor, you know, uh, uh, you, you want to rule the world. And the reason you want to rule the world is you want to stop it changing. You want to lock mm-hmm. it into a particular pattern and you want to enforce that yeah. using you know using kind of coercive means and you say and that way i know where i am yeah i mean i'm in control nothing's going to change and it's that fear of change that fear of otherness that fear of the kind of the, the, the of difference which seems to motivate the villain and it's not it doesn't stem from strength i think it doesn't stem, stem from strength and a desire to kind of create and do something new it stems from the fear that things are going to be different to what you're used to so let's just rule the world and 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 shut down all the things you know free speech shut down kind of any kind of you know antagonism to your way of 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 speaking you know create a kind of a mindset where nobody questions you it's that 1984 thing and then everything is just you know everything is just locked in place um and it's 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 kind of pathological it's kind of you know i i i don't want to change you know it's kind of, it's almost it's almost like you know i don't want to go out of the house mm. i don't want to mix i don't want to see anybody i just want to stay inside and not not be confronted by anything but you take that and you and you try and create the whole world yeah. as a world where we're all locked in and not and not changing um i think that's that's you know that's that is quite tragic when a, when, when you know when individuals are able and we've had this i think and i think we're seeing this politically mm. um and, you know i think our, i think our colors are firmly nailed to the mask here so i don't really <laughs> think we need to make an apology here but i think we're seeing this politically this kind of um not only various demagogues selling that fear of change mm. um uh, but also they're trying to reinforce uh, a kind of a faux permanence a kind of mock permanence yeah. you know sometimes by referring back quite often by referring back to a golden age you know let's get back to you know to the way things used to be yeah um but you know things are not like that anymore you know and, and you know Thales and Aximander and Aximenes and all these are all said you know that's that's not how it is you know th- things do change there is a permanence, and we need to identify where that permanence is. Mm. Um, but the world in which we live in changes because human beings change. You know, it, it is like water. It's, it's like they saying it, it is like water. Mm. Um, you know, we're all you know we're all in it, but there are ebbs and there are flows yeah. and there are shallows and changing there are kind of the waves changing all the time. And you've mm. got to kind of got to kind of go with that. Mm-hmm.